0: In today's episode, we're going to be talking about real problems and the struggles that come with having toxic in-laws. Are you a Catholic wife grappling with challenging in-laws? The Catholic Wives Desiring Peace podcast is your sanctuary for navigating the sometimes stormy seas of life with in-laws while being validated for what you've experienced. Join me, your host, Miriam Susan, a Catholic wife who's weathered nearly three decades of in-law drama as we tackle the tough issues you're dealing with head on. Hey, Miriam Susan here today, and on this episode, we're going to be discussing how there is a very common misconception that many Catholic wives have and that the problems that they have with their in-laws are not that significant. So a lot of us, when we're dealing with toxic in-laws, first of all, we don't see it. Or we've been married for so long, we've been enduring these issues, and some of them just might be annoyances, for so many years that we tend to downplay them in our minds. And we can kind of trick ourselves into thinking that the issues that we're facing are not that big of a deal because they're not life-threatening. They don't include physical abuse. It's nothing like our in-laws are stealing from us or causing other kinds of harm or doing anything illegal. However, I would like to point out that just because something is not to a level where you need to call 911 doesn't mean that it's not significant to you. Now, I want to talk about the word abuse. It can be a word that is overused, it can be a word that is thrown around a lot and is not used necessarily in an appropriate way, but often we will downplay certain kinds of abuse, because it's not as quote-unquote bad as somebody else's. So a lot of times when we're talking about things and what's going on, somebody might say, that sounds like spiritual abuse. When somebody is using the scriptures, using church teachings to try to manipulate and control you, they might say something like, that really sounds like psychological abuse when somebody's playing mind games with you, when they're gaslighting you, when they are trying to use psychological tactics, whether they do so knowingly or not, to try to manipulate and control you. Somebody might say, Well, that's verbally abusive when someone is shouting at you, yelling at you, cussing at you, cutting you down. All those things our abuse. And when we talk about abuse in any kind of relationship, when we are the ones receiving it, we will oftentimes downplay it. And I want to be a voice of speaking out. A couple of my podcast episodes have been about not staying silent and to take a step back And think about what would you say to a friend if they told your story? If it was their story they were telling, but it's your circumstances, what do you think you would say to them? Sometimes just putting a little bit of distance between ourselves and the situation, taking the stance of, okay, the last time I went to my in-laws, they cussed me out in front of my children. And you take yourself out of that and you pretend like your best friend who calls you up and say, you won't believe what just happened the last time I went to my in-law's house. They cussed me out in front of my children. I don't know what to do. That can give you some insight into what's actually going on that perhaps you wouldn't have otherwise because you're so close to situation. So when it comes back to this idea that some of our struggles aren't very significant, we need to, number one, realize that if something is triggering to us, if something makes us feel uneasy, if something causes us to be um, very stressed out, Those are things we need to stop and think about. And they are significant. I was just reading a post on Facebook today about a woman who, I have a feeling that it was one of her immediate family members who was receiving boxes after boxes after boxes of presents for her children from this person. And she didn't know what to do. She felt bad giving these things away or donating them. And she just wanted to make them stop. Because every time a box shows up, it was a reminder of this person who she and her husband and children have been no contact with for some time. She didn't exactly say how long it had been. And they totally disregard her request to not contact her. And instead, this person is trying to circumvent her authority as a parent and love bomb their children with obscene amounts of gifts. And she said just for Valentine's Day that this person had spent thousands of dollars on presents. And here's the thing, when people start doing things like that, when people start being manipulative through gifting, there's a few things that they do, at least in my experience. And it seemed like it was this lady's experience too. When we started receiving unwanted mail, unwanted gifts for our children after my husband asked them not to contact us. First, my husband took a birthday gift to the post office and did return to sender. Well, then the tactic shifted. Okay, they learned that if they send something and it has a return address, they're going to get it sent back. So, guess what? They started sending things without a return address. And instead of sending cards, they were sending postcards because Guess what? There's no place to put a return address on a postcard. And they knew that my children love to go get the mail because it's a novelty, it's something fun. Sometimes they get things in the mail. And so they knew this was a way to reach our kids and circumvent our decision to have no contact. If this is not an issue for you, you might be thinking, well, man, that's a hard problem to have wow, how awful that somebody is sending my kids presents. It's not about the presents. It's about the intrusion on your space and the lack of respect for a request that you made to not have contact with this person and really undermining your authority as a parent to go behind your back in a sneaky way to get stuff to your kids and what this woman was dealing with is now getting all these boxes from Amazon with no gift receipt and she was almost paralyzed because of the stress seeing a box on her doorstep from this person and she confirmed that it wasn't any other family members that were sending it because there was no gift receipt to say hey I'm sending you this love mom love whoever it's very triggering one of the ways my in-laws got around us being no contact was similar to this lady on facebook and that was by using the service doordash to send krispy kreme donuts my in-laws know that my kids at that point loved krispy kreme donuts don't really like them anymore and they would send them through doordash So that was fun. What we ended up doing with pretty much all the orders is the first one we didn't notice because it had been dropped off at like six o'clock in the morning. And we didn't go out the front door of that house very often. And the kids didn't find it till that afternoon. So we gave them to some neighbors. I think we got like five or six deliveries. I got some for Mother's Day. Never, ever in my life. In 20 something years of being a mom, had I ever gotten any kind of Mother's Day gift from my in-laws, but after we were no contact, I got a dozen donuts. One of the deliveries we gave to the delivery person, he was a little confused about what was going on. So he got those and then the rest we just gave to the neighborhood kids. Because when you get a gift like that, first of all, it's not a gift. It is a manipulation tool. And it's almost like accepting blood money. And I know that sounds dramatic, but when you know that the intention behind the gift is to circumvent your authority as a parent, to totally disrespect your request for no contact, then any of the joy, any of the pleasure, any of the excitement over receiving something like that, even if it's something you really, really love, it's all gone. It's all gone it may seem like it's not a big deal just take the donuts what a horrible horrible situation to be in to be getting free gifts from one of your family members but it's all about what is the the underlying message behind it right and this poor lady on facebook was just so triggered by getting these gifts number 1 She is a self-proclaimed minimalist. She's trying to reduce the stress in her home by getting rid of excess stuff. And here she has more stuff coming into her home that she doesn't want, doesn't need, her kids don't need. And on top of it all, it's from a person that she has a broken relationship with. And that person isn't trying to fix the relationship They're just trying to weasel their way into a relationship with her children without trying to make any effort to correct and heal the relationship with the parent. And while this does seem like relatively small potatoes compared to maybe in-laws who have threatened your life, maybe in-laws who have called... Department of social services on you, or made other threats, or gotten physical with you and your family. Yes, there is a, a difference in those kinds of situations because they are situations where you can call 911, you can call the authorities and get some kind of legal police support, but there's not a lot of support when you're getting packages for your kids from Amazon without a gift receipt that you can't do anything with. You can't get a lot of support for receiving dozens and dozens and dozens of Krispy Kreme donuts. And you know that it sounds ridiculous when you tell people. (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous to say that we did not want to get Krispy Kreme donuts I mean, who refuses a dozen free Krispy Kreme donuts? But with toxic people, many of them play the long game. My husband refers to it like a game of chess. And he has felt like dealing with his parents is like playing a chess game. And you have to think, five, six, seven steps ahead. And that's not natural for me to think that way. I am a very honest person. Some people say blunt. I don't mince my words. I say what I mean and I mean what I say. And when I started to see these things and my husband's like trying to figure out what the plan was, what the tactic was, what was the point behind all these, honestly, I I thought he was a a little paranoid or maybe that's not the right word. I thought it was a bit much. But now I realized that he knew exactly what was going on. He'd seen his whole life, how his parents worked, how his parents, his mom specifically would start working on something that might not see any kind of fruit for years but she already had the plan in motion and so with things like this we didn't know that the minor little infractions the minor jabs the minor gifts the minor invitations them all these things in and of themselves in isolation were minor but it was a pattern. And again, this is something I talked about in the last episode, talking about keeping the peace part two, how a lot of times we experience something one time. And if it happens one time, we think, okay, that's just a fluke. That's just life. That's how it happens. Sometimes when it happens a second time, we can think, okay, well, that's a coincidence that could happen. That could be coincidental, but when it happens three or more times, then it becomes a pattern. And it wasn't until my husband and I had been married almost 23 years that we really started to see the patterns. And part of it was seeing something come true that my husband had feared since he was a young boy, probably middle school age, and he had a fear that at some point his parents Would try to sit down with our children. We hadn't even met yet. My husband and I didn't meet till college, and he's thinking about this in middle school that at some point his mom is going to sit down with his future children and turn them against him and whoever his wife was, who happens to be me. That's why these little, quote unquote, insignificant events are very much significant. Toxic people often play the very long game. And when you diminish and downplay the things that they do as insignificant, that your struggles are insignificant, that the annoyances are insignificant, it really ends up enabling that person, enabling the sin of that person. I want you to know that no matter how insignificant you think the issues are with your in-laws, that I hear you, like I said, how ridiculous does it sound that we got stressed out because Krispy Kreme donuts were showing up at our door, but they were very triggering because it was a reminder. Every time they showed up, it was a reminder of we don't care that you said not to contact you. We're going to do it anyway. We don't care that you have cut off contact with us. We're going to reach out to our grandchildren. And the way we saw this playing out down the road is the way that other women have shared Has happened to them. And that's why I think it's so important. That's part of why I'm doing this podcast. It's so important for you to be part of a community that understands because there are women who have gone through this before us, who are further down the path, who have more years and tears under their belts. And they have said, yeah, my in laws or my mom or my grandma or my aunt, whoever they did those kinds of things when we were no contact. And then something happened as often happens when you have adult or older teens and you have a falling out and you have a disagreement, whatever, and they go running to grandma and grandma sits down with them. And she says, Oh, honey, you know, I never forgot about you. I never stopped loving you. I sent you all those gifts, all those years to let you know that I was still thinking about you. I was still praying for you. I still loved you. It was your mom and dad that wouldn't let me see you. It was your mom and dad who did all of this. And that's when the door opens for a toxic grandparent to step in during a vulnerable time in a teen or young adult's life and say, your parents are the bad ones, not me. And how many of us can look back into our lives during those tender years and think, gosh, if I had had somebody telling me exactly what I wanted to hear about my parents who had made me mad about whatever, and how easy it would have been for me to fall in line and believe whatever they said, that's scary. That's really, really scary. And really the role of a healthy, loving grandparent at that point, if I had a grandchild come to me and say, grandma, mommy has been awful to me. She's done da, 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 or daddy has done da, 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 whatever. The healthy grandparent says, honey, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. But you need to figure out how to work things out with your parents. They're your parents. And you might not like what they've done. I'm sure they have their reasons. But let's figure out how we can begin communicating with them and repair that relationship. That is what a healthy grandparent should do. And that is not what we saw coming down the line for our kids and their grandparents. Because a healthy grandparent doesn't decide to undermine the authority of their adult child with their children, the adult child's children, the grandparents' grandchildren. That's not healthy. I hate that I have to talk about these kinds of things, but these are the issues that I see in Facebook groups that I get messages about all the time all the time. And as one lady who wrote to me this past week said, it is a heavy and lonely cross to bear. And it absolutely is. And sometimes I feel like we make that cross heavier and lonelier because we do all this in isolation. We feel like nobody's going to understand because they have a great relationship with their parents. Or nobody's going to understand because they know your parents, they know your in-laws, and they are pillars of the community. And so it makes no sense that you would have a beef with these wonderful people, right? Please don't minimize the struggles that you're going through. If you're struggling, find somebody to talk to. Email me, hello at desiringpeace.com. Find me on Facebook. Miriam Susan, or my Facebook page, Catholic Wives Desiring Peace, find me and send me a message and just reach out and get the support that you need. I'm not a trained therapist. I'm not a medical psychiatrist. I'm just somebody who has been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and then wanted to burn the shirt because it stinks. It stinks to have this kind of burden, this kind of struggle in your life. And because of that, I will be announcing something very exciting very soon because I don't want you to struggle with this all alone. Sometimes you just want to know that there's somebody out there who understands, who can give you a virtual hug and let you know that They've been where you are right now. So be on the lookout for more information on that. I'm super excited about it. I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row because it's something that I want to do well. I want to be able to serve you well and help you to not feel alone because you're not. There are so many other Catholic wives who are going through something eerily similar to what you're going through. And just knowing that there's somebody else even if it's on the other side of your phone, even if it's on the other side of your computer screen, it is so comforting to know that somebody else has gone through this and they've survived and their marriage has survived and their kids are doing well and they're healing no matter what your struggles are whether they're big or small. It's so important to have a community to stand with you, to pray for you, to validate your experiences, because we're not meant to go through this life alone. We're not meant to go through it in isolation. I think we all realize during COVID how painful, how hard it is to be isolated from others And yet that's kind of the reality of how we live now, but it doesn't have to be. So moral of my story for this week's podcast is to get rid of this misconception that you have, this false belief, this false mindset that your struggles are not as significant because they're not as bad as somebody else's. Let me tell you, somebody will probably always have it way worse than you. And there will be people who have it not as bad as you. But that doesn't mean that anybody's struggles are not significant. So think about the impact of these issues that are real problems that are caused by your toxic in laws and think about how they impact your well being and know that. There are ways to deal with it. And the biggest one is to remember that you're not alone. I hope this has been an encouragement to you. Again, if you need somebody to talk to just to vent, find me on Facebook or the most direct way to get me is by sending me an email at hello at desiringpeace.com and I will get back to you and you will know that you're not alone. So, with that being said, take care, go in peace. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Catholic Wives Desiring Peace podcast. I have a free gift for you that I would love for you to get. It is my free scripts for toxic in laws. It's a little PDF that you can use to give you some examples of how to speak to your in-laws about certain issues. I'd love to give it to you absolutely free. So if you head to desiringpeace.com forward slash gift, it will be there waiting for you just send your name and email so you can start using it for inspiration on how to talk with your toxic in-laws. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. Go to desiringpeace.com forward slash gift to claim your gift now. Disclaimer. All content and information on this podcast and our website, including our programs, products and or services is for information and educational purposes only and does not constitute professional medical, psychiatric or mental health advice of any kind and does not establish any kind of professional client relationship by your listening to this podcast or use of my website. A professional client relationship with you is only formed after we have expressly entered into a written agreement with you that you have signed, including our fee structure and other terms to work with you in a specific matter. Although we strive to provide accurate general information, the information presented here is not a substitute for any kind of professional advice, and you should not rely solely on this information. Always consult a professional in the area for your particular needs and circumstances prior to making any professional, medical, or mental health-related decisions.